0: it's very clear that the environment for crypto is shifting, right? now. You have the ETFs, you have the stablecoin, the uh, Ripple lawsuit. I don't know what's coming next, but it's clear that they're green shoots in a way that there weren't prior. And that makes me more bullish. And so if you were a listener on the last podcast and you heard me waxing bearish, I'm changing my tune. All right, guys, welcome back to The Thousand X Show. Just uh, came back from a nice vacation in in Greece. Just got to disconnect for a bit, catch some octopi, sit, eat feta cheese and delicious Greek salad on the beach. Octopi? Octopi. It's for sure octopi. Have you ever watched my friend the octopus? No, I haven't. Maybe another generational thing, I Yeah, no, no, this is, like, this is like a Netflix documentary about some South African guy. Who made friends with an octopus, and I think the whole point of the documentary was to try to convince you not to eat them because they're really smart. He also sounds smarter than the dude that made friends
1: with a hippo and then got eaten by it. A... No way that the dude made friends with a hippo and then got eaten. Yeah, he was he was like riding it like a unicorn or a horse for a while, and one day the hippo was just like, "Enough! I don't like
0: you anymore." You got you. Got to be. Ca- oh, okay. No, here it is. Man mauled to death in South Africa. Also, what is it with South Africa? A lot of animals down there. A lot of animals down there. Yeah, he was a. Uh... Several times described the hippo as his son. Um, Yeah, a six-year-old pet hippo. He went to swim with him. When he goes in the water, Humphrey, he named him Humphrey, allows him to get on his back and ride him like a horse. Yeah, this guy's nuts. Doing swimming with a hippo. These things are... You know more people die from hippos a year than die from lions? Where, Where does the octopus death count factor into that? I don't know, but there apparently is an octopus called a... What is it? Uh, blue—it's like a blue ring octopus or something like that. Or Does it a just ring face it. when you're underwater and then suffocate you or drown you or something? They're extremely venomous. They're found in tide pools from Japan to Australia, and they are only five to eight inches long. They are extremely dangerous if provoked when handled because their venom can kill somebody very easily. So, if you ever see an octopus with blue rings on it, just whatever you do, you don't touch it. Sounds like certain altcoins, doesn't it, Avi? You know, just stay away. Definitely some of it. Like Bald. What happened? Blue. What happened with Bald? Was it wasn't Bald alto blue? Isn't the logo? Because like base is all is, is all blue. Honestly, I I did not pay too much attention to to what was go, what was going on with Bald. All I know is that it's just a continuation of every time you get a launch of a new protocol like a base or a sui or an Aptos, there's always going to be meme coin and 50% of the time that meme coin's going to rug. We're basically you were early or you were dead. That's it. In the case of the octopus, I think you're just dead and you got to avoid it. I don't think there's much money to be made on picking up Venomous Octopi, but in terms of altcoins, you're early or you're dead. And that's the way that's the way that I think about it. Although there have been two very notable exceptions to this rule. One of which uh, was Pepe, and the other is apparently Harry Potter, Obama, Sonic, Inu Ten, which has done re- remarkably, remarkably well. Uh, it actually seems to be holding uh, remarkably well. Um, so that's so, that's been that that's been kind of inter- interesting to see is that there there, it, there there are some that last long enough to be able to. Uh, just create a cult community around them and then you're good.
1: So I kind of disagree with you on Pepe. Um, if you were early, you obviously did quite well. If you had bought into that sort of early pump, you know, this the thing was only out for like three days. You could have said, all right, I'm early. It's only three days old. If you'd bought it, then you'd be down 80% from there. Um, or even if you'd bought it, you know, sometime in June, you'd still be down 50%. So Pepe's had it sell off. I mean, look, Avi, just more broadly speaking, this year, if you'd just held BTC, or even more intelligently, if you'd held GBTC, you would have outperformed most discretionary hedge funds, right? That trade crypto and do research and actually like try to invest a lot of a lot of effort and capital and time, you know. Picking apart the space, most so, but most but not all. I'll we'll just leave it at that. Yes, that is true. O- only the best rise to the top, Bobby. And um, glad I'm podcasting. But at the same time, you know, as somebody who's you know, I-, I don't work at a hedge fund in crypto. I you know, Cumberland's a little bit different. But I, I guess the the general approach that I've taken this year has been to sort of dismiss most of the space and focus on the coins, ETH and Bitcoin with an actual use case and products like them. And I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I feel smart for doing that. And I guess, you know, this calendar year, the price action has confirmed that approach. However, other times I wonder like, hey, am I just being lazy here? I'm not particularly kicking myself for missing Pepe or that, you know, Obama coin, but, um, you know, maybe I'll miss the next big uh, summer of some new some new a- asset class within the crypto space just by
0: ignoring all of this. What I perceive to be white noise. It's a lot easier to make money on a on a bet on an infrastructure play because you're effectively betting on the index. So all of the money that flowed into crypto in 2021, they didn't have the chops to underwrite specific assets and specific applications. So what they would do is they would just put all of their money into index plays. And index meaning Ethereum or Solana or Near or Avalanche, Matic. These effectively you can say all right, hey these these are index plays on the applications that are on top of them, and yeah. that's why they radically outperformed. I don't think that's going to be true moving forward uh, over the next five years. I do think that in the short term that's very likely to be still still be true because we're not at the point yet where we're sophisticated enough investors to to really start to parse these things out as, a, as an aggregate in the crypto market. And so I think L1 still do reasonably well. I think we're going to get a spike in Bitcoin dominance over the next month. But I do think that then what ends up happening is that it, it starts to peter off. And the reason is I think that the ETF starts to get really priced in. I, I don't think... Okay, so I
1: have a slightly different view. It's similar, but but a bit different. Basically, I don't think the ETF can get priced in until the ETF exists. And I I, you know, I mentioned this on previous podcasts and on Twitter... Um, normally markets price in information well ahead of time uh, and that's because you have ample capital and dry powder in the market to price in you know whatever information may be available uh in bitcoin and ease when events are bearish that is certainly the case like plenty of length can come out of the market very quickly as we saw last year um you know ahead of ahead of problematic events for the space however Length cannot be added easily at this point. Um, you know, I, I saw some statistics on Glassnode showing that the longs in Bitcoin, which is just an easy asset to pay attention to because of the nature of the blockchain, you know, I think 65% of them have been held for over a year. Like the longs are quite sta- like, like stagnant. There's not a lot of fast money coming in and out. If you're retail um, in the United States, it's, it's kind of hard to access crypto. So you don't have this steady retail inflow. I think an ETF, like a BlackRock or an ARC ETF, ARC, by the way, their first approval date is this Friday. We're expecting, you know. It's, it's it's very likely going to get delayed, would be. Yeah, very cool. likely to get delayed. Like, until you have one of those instruments, like the capital that you would need to reprice crypto to the, the levels where crypto is accessible via an ETF just doesn't exist until the ETF comes in. So I think this is one of those very rare opportunities in the market where. Well-telegraphed information just can't be priced in because the telegraph, it's reflects it, to use your word. The the well-telegraphed event is that a gateway of liquidity will open at some point. So you do kind of have to, you have an opportunity to get ahead of it. So I I challenge your month, I take the over. And then I think BTC dominance trickles down from there as uh, interest sort of returns to the space. But just a question for you on that point. You make a very good point about how altcoins will come back in the post XRP ripple ruling world. I agree with you, but I don't think it's going to be a 2021 thing where everyone's euphoric about all altcoins and they, they go up like crazy. I think you're going to have things like arbitrum and optimism, Ethereum based altcoins rally or outperform, Mm -hmm. you know, DYDX is an ETH based product. Um, But like, what about, alt l ones like solana and near and some of these other ecosystems could do very
0: well or just die we don't know what do you think my view my view is that they're coming they're they're going to come back okay i just think that this is sort of a similar conversation that we had last time uh but around the greed i just think that that's inevitable uh that there's going to be enough greed to greed greed to pump these pump these things higher i, I do want to talk about the bitcoin etf for a second. It's very possible that the initial out the, the initial reaction to the Bitcoin ETF is are outflows from GBTC. So, a lot of people that have that trade on, um, people probably end up trying to redeem from GBTC. There, there are a lot of people that have been stuck in that asset for, for, for quite some time, and so I do think that it's possible that there's some negative, uh, you know, there there's there's an offset to the pure to the pure positive, and nine times out of ten what we see is the event marks the top of the trend right i mean basically every single every single time i've seen an event in crypto that's marked the top i mean pe- people people talked about the etf in october of 2021 and when it came out that was the literal pico top people talked i the, the rumors sell the fact i mean people people talked about the coinbase ipo that was within a week of the top in april of of, of 2021 right i mean these things tend to get front-run very 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 hard billions of dollars in front-running that's why i'm not sitting here and i'm saying hey i think that we've topped now because i think that the front-running can still occur but what i'm saying is that by the time the event occurs the likelihood that we're going higher post the event is pretty low in my opinion i think people just pe- people just start to pe- people just start to exit at that point and there will always be somebody that says this time is different and the argument that you're going to hear over and over is well it's a spot ETF it's a better product than the futures ETF and the reality is that the futures ETF was a product that people wanted in October of 2021 and prior to that it didn't exist now you if you want access to Bitcoin you can go buy long dated futures on on the CME you can buy strategy. you can buy but it is terrible on those long dated futures though right i mean but you
1: you you can you know at an open market you pay uh to buy a futures
0: etf you pay something like 10 to 12%. yeah i mean that that part that part's That's killer obviously that 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 part that 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 part is the reason why the spot etf is important in the long run because you can't hold you just can't hold these things no
1: institution is stupid enough to weather 10 to 12% roll yield uh, from contango Like everyone's learned that lesson from the USO or you know commodities ETFs. It's just it kills you. That's why I think the spot ETF is consequential.
0: It'll allow, you know, your, your random hedge fund to trade Bitcoin. Jonah, one thing uh that I was thinking about uh have you uh have you been paying attention at all to the semiconductor narrative? The uh what's going on with LK ninety nine I have. Um, I guess I listened to a couple of podcasts on it
1: and I was struck by the fact, it sounds like a 25 Delta, that it's
0: something that will be real in like three to five years. Here's, here, here's something that I've been thinking about is there seems to be other things that are interesting that are on the periphery of technological breakthroughs that aren't crypto. And that is probably harming allocation to crypto. So, for example, I mean, AI was the first big, big sort of blow to crypto, where everybody in crypto is like, "Shit, we're not the hot new technology anymore." Like, it's possible. Like, what do you think if ChatGPT hadn't hadn't come out this year? Do you think that crypto would be higher? No, no doubt.
1: Um, ultimately, again, I, I think I have a slightly different thesis from you. I'm I'm losing faith in the multi-chain world. Um, mm-hmm. I think that most non-Ethereum ecosystems will die. I agree with you that if you believe in blockchain-based applications, you're effectively p- putting your bets on ETH. Okay. Um, I think that Chat GPT, by proving you know a use case for emergent technology, basically. Invalidates a lot of what is going on in the altcoin space, the sort of long tail of crypto that people were investing in speculatively for years. Like ChatGPT just reminded people that new tech can actually be useful, whereas like your coin number 500 just has no use case or users whatsoever. ChatGPT is bad for that stuff. I don't think ChatGPT or super, you know, superconductors. Or any of you know cold fusion or whatever's next is going to matter for Bitcoin. Each of those has its own narrative. Narrative for Bitcoin is, you know, it is a candidate for global reserve asset slash digital gold, peer to peer money that will supplant maybe the bottom fifty of the world's one hundred and eighty recognized fiat currencies, as well as. It has, you know, it also has a role in challenging central banks not to debase their currencies too much. That's Bitcoin off to one side. To the other side, you have ETH, a database that is owned by no one and everyone. And there is use for that because, you know, if you have something like a deed to your house or a certificate of authenticity for that piece of art that you bought, like, why should it be stored by some random startup that'll probably go bankrupt? You know, it should be stored, you know, in kind of like incredibly neutral database. So like you have those two things and I, I think there's real use for both of them. And if you're ignoring it, maybe you're just focused on your little developed markets lens and you, you don't see what value it's providing to other people. ETH has a stable coins base layer use case as well. We're going to talk about that in a second. But like the rest of this shit, you know, there's there's definitely a, a case to be made. As you know, we keep going back to Mike Novogratz's comment on this podcast. We are in the show me phase for crypto. Chat GPT it, has done a show me right and so now if you you look at anything that's non-bitcoin and non ETH, you look at it with like a, a real skeptical kind of like like you know st- stroke your stroke your beard type uh quizzical look and say like what is what is being shown what use case is being shown and to your earlier point about Pepe and Obama coin uh, I do think that meme coins uh are are kind of a cooler more fun version of the lottery we talked about this on the podcast as well. So that there is a use case that you can't ignore. Community is sort of a use case, but like, yeah, I think Chat GPT is bad for useless things or things that haven't proven a use yet. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with any of that in the um yeah, I don't I actually I agree with everything that you just said in the in the in the long run. I think in the short run, my take would be that there's definitely been some VC capital, some Silicon Valley capital that May have gone to crypto that that the pivoted out and uh, went to and went to AI stocks. So, for example, there's a lot of fast money in Nvidia. I would assume some of that fast money, if AI hadn't existed, would have found a home in crypto. There would have been some some percentage of that that would have bought Bitcoin as their gambling fix, or bought Ethereum as their gambling fix, or bought Pepe, or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I, I do think that there's 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 some of that. But then the then the, then the flip side becomes true, right? Which is that once you get peak saturation of these memes, then crypto can start to go. Then crypto can actually attract some flows again. That's a great point, right? It was so, like the capital isn't stuck in Nvidia forever.
1: As soon you know, Nvidia is priced to the moon now, and Bitcoin hasn't. Yeah, you know, it's still kind of low so, relative to
0: potential, so could just flow right back one day that's a little bit of what I'm thinking is that it it, 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 will actually do that, um, over the next call it, you know, two to two, two to three months. I'm definitely on the last podcast. I was a lot more bearish. Where were we? Tra- we were trading we tra- like 30 K at the time. Uh, I was, I was a lot more, I was a lot more bearish. Now I'm a lot more constructive. I think just from a technical standpoint, we retested 28.5. um, you know, I think that that 27 area was the original, was was the original target, but we clearly stepped into demand. You see today, Nasdaq down one and a half percent, Bitcoin up 1.83. Just across the board, all coins have started to do okay. A lot of them just haven't come off as hard as I would have I would have expected, given the way that um, Bitcoin is performing. It's been a while so since crypto has outperformed the Nasdaq. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I can't even remember uh, yeah. last time this happened. So I, I think on, on on all on all accounts, uh, just crypto is looking a lot healthier. It's looking better. It looks like we flushed a lot of the speculative capital. We found pockets that we found pockets of demand. So I'm you know I'm I'm definitely feeling a lot better now than too, uh, than, I, than 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 I was before. So I think
1: that's why. In the absence of the BlackRock ETF filing, which triggered that massive rally in June, um, the space just sort of trickles a bit lower with an occasional micro pop, and then trickles lower again. Um, I think it's going to take. I, th- I think, maybe, maybe you know, you mentioned this earlier,
0: Abby. Maybe. Some guidelines need to be laid down. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think so too. Uh, the, the the PayPal thing was really interesting to me because it, it made it very clear that that's exactly what the regulators were trying to do. So what happened exactly with PayPal for the listeners? So, PayPal got their they, they got their stablecoin approved, and there was a lot of noise around. Well, you know, the the controls around the stablecoin, and that they could wipe your balances, and they control things. But it does, that doesn't matter. They can do that with your current money anyway. Um, so, and we never really expected a centralized financial institution to lean in very heavily into the de- decentralized ethos. But let's put that aside for a second. What does this mean? It means that there is a regulator out there that stopped Meta and stopped Facebook from issuing their stablecoin that sued Coinbase, but is okay with PayPal issuing a stablecoin. And so, what is very clear to me now. More so than it was before, is that the government of the United States doesn't dislike crypto; they just want to make sure they can control control the gateways to crypto for right control control the gateways to crypto. It's not about shutting it down; it's about making sure the right people are the gateways. But they do have a lot of scale. Like PayPal has
1: four to five hundred million users; Coinbase only has a hundred. Right, So that means that there are a
0: tremendous amount of people that could come into crypto because of what PayPal is doing, which is good, and that's bullish. Now, the question is, obviously, what does, what does PayPal do now? Are they going to stop with their stablecoin? Right now, they list four assets. They list Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash for some reason. And now they're going to have a stablecoin. Are they going to start taking on Coinbase? Are they going to start listing other assets? Are they going to win the approval to go trade different things when Coinbase is currently facing scrutiny from the SEC? I mean, you know that that's that's a question that you have to ask, especially as an investor in this space. Which is, what, what, are, what is going to happen next with PayPal? What are the downstream effects from this? I think at the margin, it makes me personally less likely to own Coinbase. It makes it, you know, maybe more likely we, we you, you want to own some PayPal in your in your in your portfolio. Now, uh, all 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 of this, all 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 of this to say it's very clear that the environment for crypto is shifting right now. You have the ETFs, you have the stablecoin, the uh, Ripple lawsuit. I don't know what's coming next, but it's clear that they're green shoots in a way that there weren't prior. And that makes me more bullish. And so if you were a listener on the last podcast and you heard me waxing bearish, I'm changing my tune a bit. And I think the other big thing about this PayPal stablecoin, like if
1: you zoom out, right? Let's say that PayPal just had carte blanche to do whatever it wanted with crypto and there was no interference from any any government. PayPal could issue a, PayPal could just issue their stablecoin, make it interest-bearing, Right? Um, and then tell merchants, hey, if if you set up a PayPal wallet, when someone swipes their PayPal card at your you know coffee shop or newsstand, um, we won't charge you credit card fees. You just yep. get interest-bearing money yielding five and a quarter percent. You know, wired within you know block time, thirteen seconds from from the user's account, your your customer's account to yours, right? Then suddenly you've disrupted Visa, MasterCard, JP Morgan, and Bank of America. Like no one needs a checking account or a credit card anymore. It's just like ludicrous benefits there. So obviously there are a few roadblocks between that happening and where we are today, but it's sort of a first step along that journey. And it shows you the promise of crypto for developed markets. In developing markets, PayPal, PYUSD, is just like a no-brainer. I think that's why you're seeing things like USDC uh losing market share. You know, they I think on the highs their their market cap is fifty five or sixty billion. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked, but um now it's it's only thirty billion. Tether is hovering around eighty, but depegged you know by 10 basis points recently on, you know, DOJ headlines. And you're gonna have a world of, a, a sort of a binary world where crypto looking things are either blessed and flourishing or just like under constant attack and you know threat of being shut down. You know um, it's uh, you're going to see continued FUD in in some of those assets that aren't necessarily in the good graces of the institutions
0: that will ultimately be dictating what crypto looks like. If that's how this ends up playing, yeah, my, I I I would agree. I would agree with all that whole, wholeheartedly. Um, it's going to be really interesting. For the record, though, I still think tether's a great product. I think it
1: offers a real solution to the, the developing world, and I do not think it will get um,
0: interfered with nearly to the extent that crypto Twitter does. I think it's here to stay. You think so? Why? 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 You don't think the DOJ could take it down, even if they wanted to? I mean, I wouldn't go that far.
1: I just don't think they will. Um, I think they have frankly
0: bigger fish to fry I, I i thought it was kind of interesting how uh how tether started to as as tether as tether started to depeg around all these rumors around quobi um you know and 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 the, sh- and the shadiness that's that's going on there just how quickly these things tend to reverse simply like every every time there's some amount of nervousness in the market people just try to attack attack tether and it's been through so much at this point that I view it as very unlikely that it has a that it has a hole. The risk that I see with Tether is purely that the DOJ decides to come after them and say, "Hey, these guys are facilitating money transfers to sanctioned nations, and we don't want that at all. We don't want any of that, and so we're going to shut them down. Everybody's going to get their money back, but they're going to they're going to stop stop operating." Now, the thing is, that wouldn't result in a DPEG, though. That would be an orderly unwind. I Tether right. has a hole, which I, I agree with. You. Oh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it has a hole, but I think that there's some amount of time value. For example, imagine if it takes you two months to go get your money, then Tether will depeg a little bit uh, as people try to get their money get their money sooner. Right? It's like, just, you know, what? What? Well, what you're saying? Like, if if so much of the float
1: tried to redeem all at once, that it may overwhelm the mint redeem mechanism
0: that keeps. If I were Tether. What I would do personally um, is, I think it would be a lot better for the industry to have. Uh, if you're going to operate something like that, you probably want to break yourself up, and just like take the liquidity hit. Like it's probably, uh, you, you know, you 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 probably want to have like three different stable coins. <laughs> That you then that like three three different companies and even if the, the network even if a network effect isn't there um, just to like insulate yourself from 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 risk a little bit but uh, yeah I mean I, I think that the, the the risk from tether is very low relative to the risk from a Fobi or an Okx or a, or a binance going down uh, I think at this point you know one one really interesting conversation that I had with somebody that's very close to the scene in uh, in China right now, I said that the, the the first iteration and first wave of everybody that built abroad were kind of people that were very likely from shady backgrounds to begin with. And they just got in early to crypto because that was the type of person that got in early. They built very big companies and then they institutionalized them as time as time goes on. But there's a new crop of people coming in that are coming, like the X tencent X ex-Ali, uh, alibaba people that it's like the Silicon Valley wave. That's coming in now, especially with the with Hong Kong opening up a little bit, so that you're going to see better, less shady, and more straightforward products uh, offshore uh, in 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 the East. Which I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to see. Which is why I'm I going to... out. Which is which is why I'm going out there next month uh, for for t- for token 2049, which should be a pretty good a pretty good conference. I'm, I'm trying to get a better read on on that area of the world. But I think what I realized is that. Business culture is not uniform
1: across the globe, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to trade a global fungible product, whether it be a hydrocarbon like LNG or crude oil or, you know, a dollarized uh form of value like Tether or um, you know, anything in between. Bitcoin is is the most salient example of this. Like um people people in jurisdiction X will have vehement opinions about the asset that people in jurisdiction y adore and vice versa that's just how global commerce works it's it's nothing unique to crypto and just you know to put a bow on that thought the way that i'd close it out is like i think it's a testament to the resilience and you know kind of staying power of bitcoin and eth and and a lot of stable coins like tether as well that they are able to transcend those differences and offer you know, product market fit across these these vastly differing jurisdictions and opinions. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's part of why I joined crypto. I It started
0: to look familiar to me when it, when it started doing that. Jonah, before we go, just because I'm very interested and we've talked about crypto for 42 minutes now, is the oil market interesting again? Yes. What's going to happen in oil for all of you
1: crypto fans is <clears throat> you're going to have high interest rates Uh, impact production. It just, like, the business of digging oil out of the earth becomes so much more expensive. It's very capital-intensive for all commodities. But the the timing of that sort of relationship between higher interest rates and, you know, less oil coming out of the earth, there's a delay there. It's like a 6 to 18-month delay. So I think what's going to happen... Demand is forecasted to rise over the course of the next two years, but interest rates are going to curtail production as well as other factors, geopolitical factors in particular. And then I think you're going to get one of those things that happens in the twilight of a commodity's sort of reign over a a particular market sector. In in oil's case, it's transportation, where the the commodity rallies substantially into that consistent slash rising demand against the backdrop of, of reducing production. And then you reach a price where it eventually just, you know, Squelches demand and then you then you get a pretty glorious sell-off uh for people to trade it followed by some some wild volatility and i think bitcoin will maybe do that in a hundred years but right now bitcoin's where oil was in the late 1800s you know sort of uh, proving product market fit and starting to rally so you know very interesting you know ends of this this barbell
0: what do you i mean what do you have that, that, that's that that's all i mean I've, i have no idea you're the oil trader I just wanted to ask you to get your opinion on this. Oh, one last—I think it's—I think it's I fast to be surprised, be.
1: surprised if because yeah. a, con- a lot of countries start buying and selling oil denominated. One. Day.
0: You think so? You think just because it's a neutral asset?
1: I think it's because, and again, I, you know, we got a wrap soon. But let's say that you are Chad. You're producing oil. You sell it, then you get dollars for that sale. The okay. banking system that delivers you those dollars is like T plus seventeen days because you're you're an oil company in Chad and then what do you do with those dollars in Chad? Convert them to local currency via somebody who's gonna, you know, take your pants off on that transaction and then spend it? Or like, how like does it they're, really work? They're gonna so, use a Bitcoin or it sounds like they might use Tether. Or Tether. Yeah. So I think uh, commodity trade
0: will eventually start redenominating. Maybe stables, maybe Bitcoin, maybe a bit of both. Definitely the, de- definitely, definitely the gray market trade I would assume that yeah makes sense by the way you heard heard it here first oil for Bitcoin soon Uh, Jonah as, as always it's a pleasure great seeing you Avi it's an awesome podcast thanks for taking the time always is take care